0: With spring right around the corner, maybe you like me, you're excited to get out for longer walks and runs, pick up a new book to read outside, or just get out and explore new neighborhoods and food. Or we could do all three wrapped in one. Our friends over at Read and Run Chicago are expanding to nearby Lamont for three different meetups. The group is like a combination running club, book club, and neighborhood tour, and each route in Lamont is about three miles paired with a different book from Pat Camalier's Corotazi historical mystery series. Afterwards, you'll get to sit down with the author and historian and sample some food from local restaurants, The first run is Saturday, March 23rd. Spots are limited and are going to go fast. So register now at ReadAndRunChicago.com or find the link on their Instagram at ReadAndRunChicago. Before we get to today's show, I need you to do something for me real quick. Please take our listener survey to help make CityCast Chicago a more useful podcast for you. It's at citycast.fm slash survey. I took it, and I can tell you it ain't going to take you that long. And when you finish, you'll be eligible to win a $250 Visa gift card. Head to citycast.fm slash survey to help out your favorite podcast and have a chance to get paid in just five minutes or less. That's citycast.fm slash survey survey today on city cash chicago will a metal shredder open on the southeast side what's your advice for chicago transplants and which one is better the park or the beach lead producer simone ali say is here with me to break it all down it's tuesday june 6 i'm jacoby cochran and this is what chicago's talking about Good morning, Simone. Welcome back to a little bit of, you know, Tuesday team chats with your boy.
1: Love being here, Jacoby.
0: Let's jump into a big story um, that popped off at the end of last week. Give me what's the news going on with the Southeast side and General Iron becomes Reserve Management Group becomes South Side Recycling.
1: Right, right. So if you have been listening to CityCast Chicago since the beginning, this is a story we've been following um, for the past Two years that, that we've been around and that is sort of the fate of this metal scrapping facility that uh, has been built and is has been planning to operate um, in the east side neighborhood on the far southeast side of the city you know the city had denied a permit sort of the final permit that would allow this this facility to operate last year and now, uh, a judge has ruled that uh, has ruled against the city in that, has said that the sh- the city should not have blocked that permit and that the they that this facility should have gotten that permit and and should be operating. Mayor Brandon Johnson has said that he plans to appeal this ruling. You know, we're sort of in this like, uh, uh, administrative um, limbo right now with regards to permit mm-hmm. and operating kind of what the next step is. But but for his part, Johnson has said he plans to appeal the ruling and um, maintain that permit denial that, that former mayor Lori Lightfoot had given last year.
0: Yeah. With so many efforts around the city to acknowledge and to fight for environmental justice. I think it goes without saying this has been the environmental justice fight in the city over over the last 5 years like you said i mean one of our very first episodes if not our first time in the field
1: it was yeah
0: the, on the southeast side with Gina Ramirez standing across from this uh, metal shredding facility, and we were standing right across the street from homes, from a high school. Uh, But for people who might not be familiar with this story, going back as far as 2018, uh, then it was known as General Iron operated in the Lincoln Park neighborhood. You know, residents have been complaining for decades about the pollution that this facility was causing in their neighborhood and said that there was no accountability. So around 2018, General Iron and the the Rahm Emanuel administration said uh, they're going to move this metal scrapping facility out of Lincoln Park. And not just out of Lincoln Park, away from the multi-billion dollar mega development known as Lincoln Yards. And Rahm Emanuel's administration tried to help them move to the southeast side, a neighborhood that for decades and decades had been known as sort of the center of Chicago's industry. But when Mayor Lori Lightfoot came in and ran on sort of keeping General Iron to, to hold their agreement strong, to get out of Lincoln Park, they came up with a deal that would ultimately help uh, expedite the move by the end of 2020 to the Southeast Side. In early 2021, Southeast Side residents took up, you know, some major protests, including a month long hunger strike. And about a few months later in May, sort of not only bending to the pressure of residents but also the environmental protections agency came out and said you need to slow this down this is moving too fast you haven't done enough to think about the health and the impact this might have on the neighborhood and so in may of 2021 the life of the administration delayed that final permit theory, but when the chicago department of public health officially denied the permit for the facility to operate on the southeast side in february of 2022 I mean, residents were overjoyed. They, they said, this is what we have been fighting for for years and years. And I mean, this was a, a huge fight at the time because even the alder person in the 10th ward was hoping that this facility would move in because, as uh, she said at the time, you know, this was a, a promise of new jobs to the neighborhood. But those residents said, well, these aren't the jobs we want for the southeast side anymore. And, and I'll be honest. I mean, I knew the story wasn't completely over. They sued the city for a hundred million dollars. Uh, the recycling company, and now this ruling by a judge, has sort of breathed new life into their efforts to open on the southeast side.
1: Well, and to be fair uh, to to Southside Recycling and Reserve Management Group, the the you know who owns Southside Recycling. I think if you're a business and you've been given all signs that you're going to get a permit to operate and like you've been working with the city for for several years and like you've worked together and they've said you're going to be able to operate and then to kind of have this last minute denial, like I'd be upset too. I Certainly wouldn't take that lying down if I were if I were a business uh, that had and like, right, had built a whole new facility on the southeast side. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think the sort of it's such an interesting case because despite that and despite sort of the the sort of business agreements that were made, in addition to pressure from residents who were who were calling this a. a clear-cut example of environmental racism, moving this from, you know, white, wealthy Lincoln Park to uh, Southeast Side, mostly Latino, heavily industrial, Mm -hmm. less wealthy, uh, certainly overall. Um, But you also had the federal government, the EPA, calling this an environmental issue and the Federal uh, Department of Housing and Urban Development. Calling this an issue of of environmental racism specifically and an issue of civil rights. And it was the pressure from HUD um, that really forced the Lightfoot administration to do this second environmental impact assessment. And they actually had to enter an agreement, um, enter into an agreement with HUD to basically look at, revamp. Uh, you know how the city makes these kind of zoning decisions and these and these agreements with businesses like this um, overall, and that's something that that now Mayor Johnson has sort of inherited uh, from the Lightfoot administration.
0: I think what's going to be really compelling with this judge's ruling moving forward is uh, one of the precedents they're leaning on is they said, well, the Chicago Department of Public Health is arguing that South recycling is going to be bad for this neighborhood. But they were like, what have you been doing for the last two decades? You haven't punished any of these other industries that are already on the southeast side. You all have very much rubber stamped a lot of their problems, given these sort of petty fines out. And the judge is arguing, well, why now? Why are you taking this sort of huge move against southside recycling when you haven't done it in the past? And so. Uh, I'd argue that, well, the goal is to sort of chart a new future forward. If we're trying to put a climate action plan in, we can't just focus on how we've uh, divested from the Southeast side, how we we use it as a dumping ground. Well, we need to set new precedent moving forward. And I wonder if, you know, Brandon Johnson says he's going to push back. But if we end up in a situation where after all of this time, after all of this protest, they're still allowed to open on the Southeast side, I think that's going to be a shot to environmental activists and and for people who want better for that neighborhood in a way that I don't don't think we've experienced in the last few years. I think that'll, that'll be a heartbreak in just such a monumental way for efforts in this city. The City of Chicago Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection offers a free entrepreneur certificate program for future and current business owners in Chicago. Participants must complete six webinars within six months in designated webinar categories. Graduates are eligible to apply for the CIBC Bank USA Entrepreneur Loan Program, a bank partner with BACP. The long-standing program was created to support startup or early stage small businesses, gain entrepreneur training with important working capital. Since the program launched, more than 1,000 Chicago entrepreneurs and business owners have successfully completed the program. Completing the process is as easy as one, two, three. Number one, register by signing up at chicago.gov BACP certificate. Number two, attend six webinars by registering for upcoming webinars at chicago.gov slash BACP webinars. And number three, graduate from the program and you'll receive your digital certificate and information on connecting with CIBC Bank USA. To learn more about the BACP Entrepreneur Certificate Program, please visit chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. One of the things we've been trying to do in these conversations recently, Simone, is to actually listen to the things that people send us, whether it's through voicemail, through text, through social media. And this is the time of the year when a lot of people are considering a move, maybe to a new apartment or maybe they're new to Chicago. Uh, A while back, we asked our listeners for advice for Chicago transplants. And here's what some of y'all told us. Hey, CityCast, this is Ed from Edgewater. I've lived in Chicago for about eight years. My number one piece of advice, if you have a car, is to get a collapsible shovel for your trunk. You won't need it probably as much as you think you do, but when you do have, need, it, need it, then you need it. Hey, that's a good one. Like keeping items in the trunk, collapsible umbrellas, collapsible uh, uh, shovels. Just, just keep the things you might need for random Chicago weather.
1: Really the like just being prepared for Chicago weather I feel like is a great uh uh tip. My other favorite like car tip is like not keeping deicer in your car but keeping deicer like by your door because if you keep it in the mm-hmm. car it 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 actually can it can freeze <laughs> which is somewhat ironic but it happens. I also like in general any advice having to do with as a you know as the resident transplant here I moved here 2 years ago any advice having to do with travel, cars, CTA etiquette, all, all <laughs> of that. Like, for example, I had learned the hard way that uh, if you are at a busy intersection making a left turn, um, it's common to let two cars go after the light turns red, <laughs> not just mm-hmm. the, the one car.
0: And if I'm in the third position, I'm going to try and sneak up. I'm not even going to lie. I'm trying to trail that second car out. It's it's cost me once before, but I try.
1: But but what I found is if you don't let if you are that second car and you don't go, people will honk at you like oncoming traffic will honk at you to go. Like I was shocked by this.
0: (laughs) All right. So in addition to the practical stuff like, you know, uh, travel, uh, Chicago weather, y'all also have some advice on just city life.
1: Hi, my name is Lena. Um, I live in Westtown and I have advice for folks moving to Chicago so first, it's Chicago neighborhoods spend time in as many of the different neighborhoods that you can find. Um, the difference in the vibes, the restaurants, bars, shopping all of it will definitely surprise you and um, and and it's it's so much fun. Summertime shy is the greatest place in the world. Um, Chicago has great stuff. Fest- throughout the summer i highly recommend going to as many as you can and lastly um i really just you to enjoy chicago it is the best place to call home and we really cannot w- wait to welcome you here um i hope you love it as much as i do making friends in a new city i moved here in 2021 which was like like pre-vax like it was very yeah. still mm-hmm. mid-pandemic uh and it It's hard, it's really hard. You like don't know where to go. And like, even if you meet person, you're like, wait, so how long am I supposed to wait before I text them again? (laughs) Like, it's very like of that dating feel. I never used Bumble BFF. Uh, I don't know if I could, I don't know about that.
0: I haven't used the apps for the friends yet, but this past weekend, because though I grew up here and I'm still friends with my best friend from sixth grade, I'm still friends with one of my best friends from kindergarten. So I'm very lucky to fall back on my lifelong friends. But a lot of the people in my circle right now are people I met since I got back from grad school. And one piece of advice that you often hear when people are talking about more intimate relationships is like, go do the things you love and you'll find the people that like work for your circle, work for the things you're interested in. But I think that's also true of trying to find friends. like Whether I'm going to a live podcast taping for the most radical news show in Chicago, or if I'm going to a day party at the Promontory, or if I'm going to a neighborhood festival over in Inglewood, one of the things I found going to these events that I like right not the things that just seem you know oh this is what Chicagoans do or or this is what the 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 apps or this is what you know the the marketing material says these are the best places to go in Chicago go do the things you love in Chicago and you will find those like-minded people. Uh.
1: I agree with you and like people I've talked on the show about my my various hobbies. My four years into mm-hmm. to rock climbing and now and now uh Dungeons and Dragons and I've met some really cool people, but I will say I could really use and if someone out there has this, I could really use like an etiquette guide again. Like how <laughs> long do you wait to text? What's the what's the best kind of event to invite these people to? Like how do you I don't know. I that, that, that next step is always the hardest part for me. I love going out to places. I'm very friendly. I love talking to people. But that next step to like becoming actual friends
0: you could do the meet, but how do we get to the friendship right now? I'm with you 100%. Right,
1: right. Maybe
0: there is something in there for the newsletter. You know, shout out to <laughs> Hey Chicago. Maybe there's a podcast episode of like, not just how do you meet new people in Chicago? Because we can get the meeting part out the way. Right. It's the, well, How do we build something sustainable here? And no, I agree with you. It, it is difficult. I mean, hell, it's hard to just keep up with the friends I do have, let alone trying to make new ones. Oof beyond friendships beyond collapsible shovels y'all also had some advice on how to enjoy chicago
1: hi um my name's maya i live in logan square and uh tips for how new chicagoans can get acclimated to the city um we had the good fortune of having some friends of friends who lived here but um honestly i really kind of started from scratch and uh uh, yeah, I, I went on Bumble BFF, um, and I actually made a really good friend. I went on some interesting friend dates. Also, uh, uh, working those, like, friends of friends connections. I feel like at my age, I mean, I'm 31, um, it's really hard for people to, to make friends outside of their friend group. And so, I mean, it just gets you out of your space and it gets you socializing and you never know. You might make some really good friends. <laughs>
0: That was so sweet. I mean, it goes without saying that summertime shot is as fire as advertised, and like this weekend is no different from Thursday uh, through Sunday. There are so many things happening in the city. From you got the Chicago Blues Festival in the Loop this weekend. You got the Puerto Rican Fest. You got Andersonville Miss Summerfest, Lincoln Square Greek Fest, Chicago Vegandale Festival, which has been a, a a newer vegan fest in the loop. They're going to have Rick Ross down there performing. Um, I don't know what he know about vegan food, but he like what? pears. And so he's going to be down there. Uh, the Shy Soul Fest. And there are plenty of art festivals happening this weekend from Old Town Art Fair to Wales Street Art Festival. The best place to learn about the events, the neighborhood fest, the music concerts is to follow our daily newsletter Hey Chicago Facts. at Chicago.citycast.fm. City Man works tirelessly to bring you not only great events, but events that are spread across the city, uh, from the far west side to the far north, all the way down to the south and the southeast side. So make sure you tap in with Hey Chicago. Is there anything on this list this weekend that you uh, are gonna stop by Simone?
1: I, I will probably be at Andersonville uh, Midsummer Fest. It's uh, right, you know me, walking distance. Walking distance. That's how I like to be. <laughs> My geez. My
0: geez.
1: And I was at um, this past weekend, I, I did stop by the uh, Uptown Art Fest, uh, which was just glorious. We, you, we talked about it last week and uh, got to see some murals in progress, even more murals in this great neighborhood, and stopped by the Clifton uh, Block Party. Uh, which was just children everywhere. It was great. Oh, man, Mm -hmm. it was amazing. I loved it. Bubbles and kids and throwing balls, and I, I, I just, I loved it
0: imagine Inglewood put on the peace fest on 64th and honoree at the peace campus and I mean great resource fair had this amazing cipher from the great thinkers that was enjoyable like at one point there was like this five-year-old who they gave the mic to and she freestyled for like 60 seconds and it was amazing she was what Jay say about Blue Ivy like she found these little pockets throughout the 60 seconds uh that was perfect uh, eventually I do need to stop by vegan though. I've driven past it the last couple of summers and uh, it just looks like so much uh, is happening there and, and I'm always looking for a moment to try vegan food a festival where you get like 30 different options at once seems like the sort of perfect exposure to it and of course to every single person listening if you got something you want to tell City Cash Chicago how your summer's going a story idea you have or you just want to tap in and tell us you know how much you love the podcast reach out to us at 773-780-0246 and hey you might end up hearing your voice on the podcast alongside ours. For the last couple of weeks, me and Simone have been going back and forth about how we like to enjoy our summers. Y'all might re- remember our most recent little, you know, our little fun back and forth about rooftops versus patios. Today, we got another hot debate for you, and that's parks versus beaches. Uh... You're going to find my answer to this and my uh, justification is going to sound very familiar, but in a completely different way. But I would start with you, Simone. Uh, you know, you team park or you team beaches?
1: I'm team beach. Uh, team beach all the way. I feel like we're taking reverse positions from where we were last week. Okay, okay. Here's the the argument I make. Number one, the fact that we have this beautiful lake that looks like an ocean. Beautiful. Just right out our, our front door. Why would you not... Go and stare out at the water any opportunity that you get, number one. Uh, Number two, like, I love our parks. We have great – like, Chicago has some excellent parks. They are so good. I I love almost every single one I've ever been in. Never had a bad experience in a park. (laughs) But when you say summer – I want to go to the beach. I want to be in the sand. I want to be in the sun. I want to be by the water. I want to dip in and come out and read a book. I want to be tired by the end of the day because I've just been out in the sun for so long. I want to play some beach volleyball. I want to feel like I'm on vacation just whenever, whenever I could step foot outside my door. That's what I want (laughs) in my summer. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and, And there are still relatively... Easy to get to. I would say easier than a rooftop <laughs> in Chicago. No, 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 uh,
0: no. You're right. You're right. You're right.
1: And you still get that. You still get that little bit of an elevated uh, summer experience by by being at the beach. So that's why I'm Team Beaches.
0: No, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And now my justification was rooftop. A lot of that had to do with like, it felt exclusive, felt like you had to put some prep in, you got to plan for it. That's my exact reason for not liking beaches. <laughs> I do not want to plan to go to the beach. I do not want to have to get a towel. I do not want to have to just prepare my mind for the prospect of sand in every open place on my body. I don't necessarily exfoliating. like
1: dipping. It's exfoliating.
0: Eh, oh yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> put that into a, put that into some body wash then and I'll use it then, but, but I'm good on that, man. And again, Chicago got some, some decent beaches, rainbow beach, right? Uh, Calumet, right? Montrose, uh, you know, down like downtown, like some great beaches. But if I wanted to stare at the water, I could go to one of our amazing parks around the city of Chicago, right? I can go to Lincoln Park, I can go to Grant Park, I can go to Jackson Park. And if I want to be as far away from the water as possible and just stay in my neighborhood, whether I'm at Columbus Park out in Austin, right, whether I'm at Douglas Park, you can still get your volleyball loan out there, right? You more sports are available to you at the parks from basketball to tennis to pickleball. The, the sport that's taking over the city of Chicago right the now. city. <laughs> Mini golf over at Douglas Park. You see them playing flag football down at Washington Park. You can get on your bike and do some BMX jumps down at Big Marsh Park. It just, it just seems like your options are, are more plentiful. You want a conservatory. You want to pop in on the zoo. The beach seems like it just has such a fixed environment. And your options are chill out on the sand, dip your toes in the water, Last summer I went to one beach. You're not going to probably catch me at a beach uh, until it's time to go to Oakwood for the Silver Room block party. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm I'm team parks every single day of the week. That's my argument for team parks.
1: I think you make a very, very good argument. And don't get me wrong. I love the practicalities of a park. But if we're talking <laughs> summertime shy, like I, where am I trying to be to like have a summertime experience? It's always going to be the beach for me. I just have such fond memories of being at Loyola Beach up on the north side. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, Kathy Osterman over here by me. Uh, but also, I think about when we went to Oakwood Beach uh, to check out the Secret Mermaid, uh, Chicago Secret Mermaid, uh, with artist Roman uh, Villarreal, and also all the art. There's all this like there's all this interesting art along the rocks along Lake Michigan that you can find and. I just feel like mm-hmm. it is such a such a pleasant summer experience, and it is something that I don't. I feel like because you don't get to really experience it for the rest of the year. I mean, you can go to the beach uh, in the winter and in the fall.
0: <laughs> do you see those pictures of people running along the beach in Lake Michigan, just whooping their
1: ass? The polar plungers. Oh uh, I all do respect to the polar plungers and, and all of you out there, but. You know, especially if you can get there like on a weekday when it's not like crazy, crazy crowded and like you feel like you've really won something. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's There's no better feeling than that.
0: As always, love sitting down with you. Uh, another thanks to our lead producer, Simone Alisea.
1: Thanks.
0: Before I let you go, I wanted to give you one more reminder to please take our listener survey. You can find it at citycast.fm slash survey. In the meantime, in between time, head over to read our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago, in your inbox. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you good. go to citycast.fm and also sign up for our newsletter. I'm going to talk to you all bright and early tomorrow. Peace. This is just for me and you. We need to get some more voicemails from below Roosevelt. Like, where my people at? Like, come on, Southsiders, Far Southsiders. Give us some vo- I'm going to just have to force my homies in South Shore to just send a voicemail every single time.
1: I mean, we could just ask. If, you, if y'all live on the South Side, call us. We want to hear from you.